Hey, man, uh, have you seen a Bigfoot around here? Uh, no, nah, man, what's he look like? He's tall and hairy. Oh, uh, Mexican? Dude, Mexicans aren't tall. Uh, he has big feet. Good point. Big feet. Oh, he's black. No, dude, he's really smelly. Oh, must be a guy from India, right? Oh, my gosh. L- just let me talk to your manager. Yeah, the thing is, a couple weeks ago, he got kidnapped by the, this big, tall, hairy dude. And uh, we haven't seen him since, man. Can't help you. <laughs> You're listening to What's Wrong with Nick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Wrong with Nick. I'm Nick, and I've got a very special guest with me today, all the way from Australia. Introduce yourself, man. I'm not from Australia. You were asking me the time zone. I figured if we're asking for the time Bro, zone. Bro, you are whack. I am in Oklahoma. Oh, so almost Australia, right? No, yeah, no people, nice, nice chance. Bunch of nature that can kill so, you. I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Who are you? What are you here to talk about? <sighs> yeah, so my name is Austin Giles. I don't live in Australia, so I'll keep that one in mind. Um, I guess I'm here to talk about Bigfoot, and uh, I work in the tech industry. With Bigfoot. No, not with Bigfoot. Oh, okay. I thought that was like maybe part of the secret. Unfortunately, um, not. Uh, what's it called? How does someone in tech get get it in, interested in Bigfoot? I'm well, guessing just, Bigfoot came well, first and then tech, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my interest in Bigfoot comes from the show Finding Bigfoot back in 2011 uh, when that, I was a kid. I think I was like 11 or 12. On the Discovery Channel or History? Animal Planet, but pretty Animal close. Animal Planet. Yeah. Are these the same guys that is it kind of like I haven't seen this show that I'm about to describe to understand the show you're talking about, but there's a show where they're looking for some dude's treasure. It's this old guy that had a real treasure and he left clues and people are looking for it. Oh my gosh, it's Oak Island, the show yeah. that never ends. <laughs> is it like that? Is that was that like finding Bigfoot? It's exactly like it. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> so, okay, so but you're you're a Bigfoot fan, but you still yeah. think that the show is garbage in hindsight. Oh, well, yeah, like in hindsight, man, as a kid, I loved it. It was so awesome. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. But like in hindsight, I'm like, this show is the stupidest crap ever. So it's like ancient aliens. Yeah. I mean, if if you think about it, you expect to find any living animal with 14, you know, camera crew, 14 people in the woods. Like, good luck. Well, you say that, but I mean, if you're trying to hide it's really easy to find 14 guys with big cameras, right? Exactly, dude. I mean, you're not even going to find a squirrel at night. So good luck. Yeah. Um, Cool. So you started, that's where you started getting into Bigfoot specifically or cryptids in general. Uh, I would say more so Bigfoot, but my view on cryptids has slowly started to expand over the years for sure. Okay. And what, like, what have you seen that, so as far as I've, from what I've heard, you were on another podcast kind of debating his existence, right? Yeah, I think I gave some compelling reasons why I think there's definitely the possibility of a Bigfoot that exists. Cool. So I don't want to hash out the same arguments. And I didn't listen to the episode, so I don't know what you guys talked about. But okay. um, at the end, we can pl- – or actually, go ahead and plug it in in case people want to go listen to you debate. What's that podcast? How do they find it? Uh, it's called the Space Lamp Podcast, and it's their Bigfoot episode that's called Bigfoot is Big Real. Uh, and I really just go ahead and address more of the evidence side of why I think Bigfoot exists. Okay, gotcha. So I do. I am curious about that though. Um, from watching that show, 
I'm guessing at some point you had to come to that bridge that says, uh, do I have enough evidence that this is something that's possible or like, this is just fun and I want to keep, you know, entertaining myself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think largely in the beginning it was most, mostly for fun and, uh, out of the enjoyment of, of thinking that such a creature could exist is always kind of a, an entertaining and a fun thing to have in the back of your mind, whatever you're camping or whatever. But, um, I think, when I turned like 20, <laughs> wait, hold on. What? When you're camping, that's the last time you want to think there's a big hairy nah, creature dude. outside. Are you kidding me? It just makes things more interesting. <laughs> oh man. But then again, I'm white, so I don't I don't really think about things like in the forest. Like if if you've heard that meme where it's like um name something uh black punk people can't do. And it uh I think it was a TikTok, and the one guy said walk walk you know uh into a forest where seven people have been murdered and not think about the consequences (laughs) (laughs) that's some white people type stuff you know wait so hold on but so that means when you go camping you're not like uh i should probably get a flashlight because it's dark and there's snakes well no i mean like i'll have a flashlight but like do i turn it on a lot not i mean unless i need to like find where to go the bathroom well i usually go on the ground obviously but like nah dude i don't really do a whole lot okay so so i I'm in Texas and something that's happened frequently when I go running, especially if it's trails and it's like during the time when there's no one out is I'll see a branch. This happened one time I I was running with my sister and I saw this branch on the ground and I was like, Oh, I'm going to jump over it, you know, cause I'm cool. So I'm midair and I think I should like, like stomp my foot real hard and break this branch Mm -hmm. and land like, like a superhero or whatever i'm midair and i'm about to do it and i look down and then i think oh wait a minute that's not a stick so i land turn around to see what it is and it was a rattlesnake oh my god so experiences like that have made it to where i don't walk around at night like if i'm outside of civilization without a flashlight but you're telling me you forget nature exists well, I mean, you got to take it from this point of view, dude. Everything is scared of you in the forest, like mostly everything. I, I don't want to say everything, but mostly everything. Yeah, my um, mom's not. <laughs> but I mean, in regards to animals, the last thing they want to come across is like a big, loud, noisy and loud human that could possibly, you know, I'm sure they probably understand the uh, things that humans have done to their habitat, which is, you know, so, logging and burning and stuff. Yeah. So with that argument, would you say that Bigfoot's scared of humans? Um, yeah, I would say that they definitely try to avoid them. Uh, for why are they so? Reasons. Why are they mm-hmm. uh, wusses? I don't know if they're wusses. I think they're just animals. I mean, you called so them that. I didn't. I didn't say they're wusses. Yeah, exactly. You said that verbatim. We can go back. All right. So what? I'm, yeah, go ahead, and I want you to re-roll that because I didn't. <laughs> everyone, I didn't say everyone, just take my word for it. Don't go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, I'm about to expose this man on his own <laughs> podcast. But to to be frank with you, um, it is an animal's behavior to retreat uh, and to avoid conflict at all costs, unless they're either number one hungry or number two in a in a defense situation. So, so you don't think keep that, that they're mind. You're you're saying they're not like hunting aggressive. They're not trying to find people to eat. Bigfoots. I wouldn't say that they eat humans. No. Why? Uh, well, just because of the amount of food that is available. 
Yeah, like to them. I mean, humans are there. Well, you have to understand. This is where I'm going to get kind of get a little bit big-brained. Uh, you don't really hear hear about bears eating people, although there are so many opportunities for bears to eat people. They attack them, but they don't eat them. There's a reason why, is because they're what they call opportunistic omnivores. So. A large portion of their diet is mostly plants, uh, vegetation, and then sometimes uh, meat. So like small fawns and stuff. But you'll never yeah. see a deer attack a, uh, like a, a large deer or a, you'll never see a bear attack a large deer. Like it, it doesn't happen in the same way a Bigfoot would is going to attack a deer before they attack a human. And OK, even so, yeah, but you do hear about mountain lions attacking humans all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to understand. So what if. The reason we don't hear about Bigfoots attacking humans is because we call them mountain lion attacks. Um, well, it's okay. So I want to clarify your, your, your verbiage here. So attack is one thing. Eat is another, okay. Fine. Right? Eating. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you, yeah, there's no stories of Bigfoot eating. I mean, people. you have to attack a human to yeah, eat it, right? That, that, well, not necessarily, right. You can attack a human, but you don't have to eat it. So right. it doesn't go both ways. Um, but you do hear stories of Bigfoots attacking uh, humans. So it's not definitely not out the uh, realm for sure. Okay. So what if the, the stories that you don't hear about, the attacks you don't hear about, is because they were eaten? Hey, then it, that's what happened, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they're scared of humans when humans have the high ground. But when they have the high ground, there's been attacks by Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, there's been quite a few. Weren't they supposed to be like these cuddly creatures that are just sad and, and misunderstood? That's definitely propaganda. They're like any other wild animal. <laughs> if they propaganda. feel they will attack you. <laughs> Is that from Big Bigfoot, Inc.? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's just more so lack of knowledge. Yeah, why, just... would there be, why would there be positive propaganda to make them out to be these these things uh well i think the concept it's it's coming from those who've never had you know actual experience or understanding of what a bigfoot is which i think for most people it's an idea rather than anything else right bigfoot yeah. is an idea it's not an actual animal but when you start applying the traits of an animal to something that is like a bigfoot it makes complete sense why they attack humans in the same way that rattlesnakes attack humans because yeah, you're about to step on it um, yeah exactly <laughs> what's it called okay so Bigfoot as an idea makes a lot of sense, right? Someone came sure. up with this and said, hey, look, let's let's make this thing happen. Uh, caught on. Um, Bigfoot as an animal, I think is a little bit harder to kind of get to. Like how, how would someone who's <clears throat> not crazy get from uh, Bigfoot doesn't exist to Bigfoot exists? Uh, I think just taking a look at why people say bigfoot exists right you the first part of trying to understand if you're crazy or not is looking at what stories and what evidence uh are there right um a lot of the times people will do what's called a non-starter argument so they they have a presupposition that because there are no apes in north america therefore there cannot be any apes in north america yeah um and that's a rather flawed argument i think Okay, so you're going from the viewpoint that Bigfoot is more like an ape. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I would say it's a hominid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you heard about this? This is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not saying I believe this, but it is fun to think about. Sure. Apparently, there's been stories or sightings of people or Bigfoot with torn clothes on. Now, the theory is 
that the missing 411 are kidnapped by aliens and turned into Bigfoots. And what you the reason why they're they want to stay away from people is because they're scared because they know how humans are. And that's why you see some of them sometimes with tattered clothing clothing that they had on when they when they went missing. What what do you think about that? Had you heard that before? Uh, David Polites, he's the author of Missing 411. And uh, I'm quite familiar with his his works over the years. I don't really necessarily think he subscribes to that theory. Uh, he sets a very, uh, what do you call it, standardized criteria of these events that take place where there are very unusual circumstances of disappearing in the forest. But uh, not aliens then? No, it's not that. I just don't think they really have anything to do with one another. Okay, so you don't you don't hold that you don't think that's possible. Uh, well, we don't really have a whole lot of evidence for uh, extraterrestrial life. If I'm being completely honest with you, okay, <laughs> there's Wait. way more evidence for Bigfoot than there is for aliens. Really? There's that's you. Say, you think there's more evidence for Bigfoot than there is? Oh, for dude. Aliens. I mean, if you're gonna say, oh, well, look at all the UFO videos. Why don't you think that's a government technology? Like, if you are smart enough to understand that we had nuclear technology in the 50s and we were already developing, and and, and even some of the stuff that the Nazis had created back in the day, especially with their uh, Luftwaffe program, I don't understand why they can't make the assumption that we are already created um, these flying craft. I mean, it's definitely not within the, or definitely not out of the realm of possibility by far. Yeah. Um, but I mean, couldn't the same thing be said about Bigfoot videos? I, I I don't really base my knowledge off of Bigfoot videos. That's the thing. It's like, do aliens leave physical evidence? No, they don't. You, all you do is see videos or what about people... the radiation that they leave? See, well, I don't. I I'm unfamiliar, so you have to forgive me for that. But um, so apparently, I'm some with these some things. sightings where like they get close to the ground and like dance or whatever they do. Um, the aliens dance? Yeah, yeah, they do this. Okay. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's complicated. Okay. You're supposed to throw ones or something at them. I don't know how it works. So it's a stripper alien. Okay. Hey, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. I don't want to insult them, you know? Maybe times sure. are tough out in the intergalactic uh, conosphere. <laughs> I don't know why they'd come to Earth then. Jeez, it's already tough here. <laughs> Maybe the U.S. dollar has more value. I don't know, man. <laughs> but apparently when they get close to land and they leave the area has like radioactive uh things okay yeah i mean that's evidence right uh yeah if it was documented i guess but i as far as i understand those are it's all hearsay at this point yeah but i mean even documented evidence you could just easily say well the government <laughs> did it well, I mean, that's that's certainly true, right? You could use the government as a scapegoat. But what I'm really looking for is the right people looking at the evidence. It's not me or you, right? These people that don't really have knowledge in the field. But I'm, I'm thinking of, okay, if you're talking about these sites that have radiation, let's talk to people who are familiar with it, right? With, yeah. uh, you know, chemical radiology, Let's see the peer review reports. Let's let's take a look and you know speak with the scholars at hand. And yeah. um, I just don't see that. But then again, I am guilty on this point of not really doing a whole lot of research into aliens. So please forgive me. Yeah. Um. Hold on, real quick. Time out. Do you have a condenser microphone or a microphone that has a gain adjuster? Yeah, I do. Okay. Can you turn your gain down just a tad? Yeah, I can. Yeah. You you've been clipping Is in it a better. 
uh, say something? Hello. Yeah, you okay. were clipping, and I thought it was. I thought it was just. I bought new plugins for my my uh, my MIDI, and I thought it was that. So I've been messing with it, and I was like, okay, maybe it's your mic. Yeah, I think okay. that's because it was whenever you were getting loud. But anyways, yeah, no, there's no worries about not having info on aliens because I mean, you really hear for, for Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so you're looking for you're what you're looking at then is people that you think are more trustworthy than the government, mm -hmm. which I mean, really, that could be just about anyone, right? <laughs> yeah. but more trustworthy. And then you're sifting through their evidence. Well, it's not their evidence. See, the evidence is produced by anyone. Um, anyone can produce evidence. It's, it's who's looking at the evidence, right? I think that's yeah. a So what's the evidence that, that they that they go through? Because, okay, Good. as far yeah. as I know, Bigfoot yeah. evidence is uh, witnesses, eyewitnesses that saw mm -hmm. him right, right. and uh, grainy footage. Okay, yeah. So let me open you up to a whole new world of evidence here. So, All right, um, Aladdin. <laughs> A whole new world. Okay. That's right. Just wanted to audition my my voice here for America's Got Talent. Hey, if you um, ever have a musical, you're on yeah, the you list. Yeah, you got it. Anyway, so as far as evidence goes, um, I think, like you said, the most popular thing that they like to refer back to is that 1964 footage of what's called the Patterson-Gimlin film uh, shot, I think, on like an eight millimeter camcorder back in the day. Yeah. So it's really old. Um, and so I understand that. But uh, well, I hope people that are listening know what you're talking about because I have no clue. Dude, Crap. Hold on. The vacuum okay. cleaner lost its mind. Hold on. Okay. Okay, hold on. Sorry. All right, can yeah, you hear me? No yeah, I can. All right. Um, okay, so anyways, you were saying the film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that film that you kind of talked about, like the old grainy piece of crap film uh, that's like sepia tone, doesn't really have a lot of color in it. Yeah. Um, that's like that famous film that everybody's seen if they've even looked at like a big... Zapruder film, is, I think is what it's called, right? No, it's called the Patterson-Gimlin film. What's a Zapruder film then? I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure I've heard the name of Zapruder film. Anyways. Zapruder film? Okay. Yeah, so or something. I think it's Patterson-Gimlin, but you're going to have to help me out on that one. Zapruder, I believe you. I'm not. Okay. I believe. Cool. Let's go with that. So, yeah. Uh, so as far as evidence goes, there's hairs, there's casts, there's, uh, let's see. Uh, but why, oh, what, why with the hairs? Like what? There's hairs everywhere in the woods, right? Yeah, I would say so. So what's why would that make hair special? Hmm? Why like why why are so, they so okay? Let me let me let me ask you a question here. So, if we get a hair of any type of animal, what is it? Is it just nothing, or uh, is it something that can be quantified in data? And the the answer is it's a rhetorical question. Yes, we can use that as quantifiable quantifiable data to yeah. verify species. Right? But, yeah. Same but, thing here. I mean, I don't know. It's like I lost my dog and you go, well, I found this dog hair in the woods and we tested it and it's dog hair. Your dog. It doesn't matter if it's your dog. We just know that there are dogs. That's that's the point. Well, so. it does matter because I'm looking for my lost dog. But I'm not looking for my lost Bigfoot. Big that's the difference. <laughs> I'm trying to prove Bigfoot identification and species. So okay. We're, we're so how do, how do you know the hair belongs? How do they know the hair belongs to Bigfoot? Uh, DNA sequencing. So they have Bigfoot DNA already. Yeah, there was a report published back in 2011 by 
a genetic uh, research laboratory actually out of Texas, which is kind of interesting. Uh, That's by... why you know they're lying. <laughs> well, Look, man, no, JFK it's, 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 was it's, killed out of Texas. Actually, Texas. Why don't why don't you talk? Continue to talk while I just send you this genetic report real okay. quick. Okay. Look, there's only two things in Texas: it's steers and queers. So if you're looking up some weird reports that are public, most likely that's the queer part. It's just weird oh, okay. stuff that the government's doing to make frogs gay, right? So uh, JFK. They knew he was coming. They knew Lee Harvey Oswald had ties with Russia. Lee Harvey Oswald, there's no way he could have made it down that bookstore, past two witnesses, and then made it to that movie in the amount of time that they specified, right? So it wasn't him. It just wasn't that dude. Well, no, I think that's actually, that's at this point, um, they're able to detect the number of shots uh, done during the JFK assassination and realize it was not just one person. So Man. that is... Yeah, I mean, Texas is shady, man. That's all I'm saying. Texas is shady, but then again, that has to do with politics, and I don't really think Bigfoot has to do with politics. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think a lot. lot. You think a lot? Yeah, I think you can. You can bring politics. Listen, when when the COVID started, everyone said this has nothing to do with politics, and very quickly we realized, oh, actually, yeah, this has a lot to do with politics. Actually, it's probably just 99% politics. I think Bigfoot's the same way. It came out. They're like, yeah, this is not political. And then it's like, okay, no, actually, this is 99% political. Okay, what, what about Bigfoot is political? Just curious. Hey, I'm not in those inner 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 circles, right? So I don't know. <laughs> so you could just perceive what that goes something on. is political. Okay. Look, if it if it exists, it's political. That's really all okay. it boils down to, right? If it's out there, it's political. It's like, kind of like Rule 34. I don't know if you've heard of that. There's a saying for that. If yeah, it exists, it's, it's on there. Yeah. yeah. So the same thing with political poli- with political things if it exists it's political okay okay well get to back to what i was saying so yes we have bigfoot hair and uh i think we have some bigfoot uh flesh as well but that that's another thing um footprints are footprints are a big thing we all have a really good understanding of bigfoot anatomy as well um and then also kind of where they line up on the genetic tree. Most people think they're descendants of Gigantopithecus, which is a Asiatic bipedal ape that existed about a hundred thousand years ago. So uh, it was like about giant 10 Asians. F- giant Asiatic ape. It was a 10, 10 foot tall too. Freaking scary as heck. Tall. Um, and a lot of people think that they crossed the Asiatic land bridge during the ice age. And that's when, how they when would this got be? North America. hundred thousand years ago. Okay, so if you're religious, like that's just bullcrap, right? I don't know. Because um, now you're saying, right? now you're saying, not only is it an evolutionary process, you're saying this, this, what there was giants in the past, but these mm-hmm. weren't, these weren't like uh, Nephilim, these weren't inbred giants between uh, demons and humans or angels and humans. These were just regular animal things that were just ty- giant, traveled and survived the flood, right? Um, well, it just depends if you believe in a young earth or a old earth, right? Well, either um, way, they'd have to outlive the flood, right? I have no idea. That's certainly a good question. I'm just telling you what exists and what doesn't uh, in regards to fossil studies and whatnot. But Yeah. So is there f- fossils of Bigfoot? There are not. Um, why is as that? As we understand. Um, well, I think most of it comes to why fossils are so hard to get in the first place. The, right. Because they're bones. 
no 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 the requirements for something to fossilize is very 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 high and i don't think a lot of people understand that we have um, a lot of fossils for dinosaurs yeah it's probably because it was you know several million dinosaurs actually probably more than several million there's probably about a hundred million i don't know I'm, I'm grabbing this out of my butt, so please. But there was definitely more than 7 million dinosaurs walking the earth at one point, right? Let's just yeah. say that. Look, your butt um, can be so we're using we're using things. We are using probability and statistical chance to say, okay, that's why we have fossils. But if you think about the population of Bigfoot, right? What does that look like? That's I don't know. What does it look like? Three to 4,000, uh, they think. Max? Like yeah. at, peak, yeah, max. at peak Bigfoot population in the past. Three or four. Oh, I don't. I don't really know in the past. I'm thinking of a current number. Because what if they built pyramids and we just don't know? I have no idea, to be honest with you. Okay, but saying I don't think it's really likely that a pre or or anybody but Homo erectus built pyramids. Aren't they erect too? I mean, they have to reproduce, right? Where are you located? Let me find you. We're gonna square up after church. (laughs) Wait, why? Because you're being bullcrap about this. How am I being bullcrap about this? Because you're coming at this with like a level two IQ. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, like you're like, who is that guy? Gabriel Glacius. If he was interviewing on. me about hold Bigfoot, on, hold on. like no, fluffy no one, over here. Hold on. No one told you that I was basically retarded. That no, like I, I I didn't know what I was getting into. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, look, that's not that's you you have problems, but it's not with me. That's their fault. Oh, no, dude, I definitely I, have problems. I don't know what I said that was dumb, other than saying, is you it don't Bigfoot? think Bigfoot built pyramids? Do you, <laughs> no, do you no, not no. How okay, stupid that not, is. No, okay, let's pretend that. Part. Oh my god! But the part about them being erect, why is that part stupid? I think you were just trying to make a sexual in, innuendo. To be honest with you. Oh, I meant like they walk on twos, don't they? That's not what erect means. So homo erectus, does it mean they stand up on two feet? No, erectus, it does not mean bipedalism. Okay, bipedalism that's what I is separate from erect. <laughs> so there's levels to my stupidity. You're just not figuring <laughs> out. I'm, I'm breaking it down like an onion with layers. <laughs> oh, man, you got to explain like I'm five. Okay. Okay, so I will go in depth into this if you want, but I understand this is more of a comedy-based show, so I, I totally understand you. But I am I am no stranger to flaming people it's, on their own show. Let's just say it's that. not it's not purposeful comedy. This is all on accident. It's kind oh, of God. like uh when Bob Ross, if he if Bob Ross had a kid with Mr. Bean and they made a painting, that's that's what this is. Oh god. It sounds like an abomination. Yeah, well, it's abominable and it's in the snow, so you know, it's peaceful. Yeti is a different thing altogether, but it's not. Hey. How is it a different thing? It's the same thing. He's just white. It's okay. the white version of Bigfoot. I think you have to understand like, okay, this is where I'm going to break it into understanding why I think Bigfoot is not just like an idea, right? So if Bigfoot is a creature, it has to have an actual origin. It can't just be the Bigfoot under your bed or the Bigfoot under your closet. So most likely what I was saying was it's either related to a Gigantopithecus, which is an ape that th- existed a hundred thousand years ago that was bipedal that was 10 feet tall or it's something like an australopithecine or a uh what's the other one homo floriens floriensis um these are all hominids that branch from the same tree as we did they were bipedal they're a little smaller however um those those two apes specifically but 
we're understanding the capabilities of Bigfoot as being very primal. We've there's no reports of Bigfoots using okay. tools. There's no reports of Bigfoots using like flames or fire or whatever. So yeah. we're assuming that they're you know somewhere on the tree because they've got the uh, adaptation of bipedalism. But besides that, they're still a big big ape. They're not really human at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think if you were trying, if I were you. And I was trying to convince someone, not me, someone else, mm -hmm. right? This is just to trick them. You know how like how women are? They kind of trick you into a sense of security. And then you find sure. out how insane they are. So what you what I would do is I would start, I would use a different word for Bigfoot. Because the moment you say Bigfoot, it's like, you know, someone sticks, hits you with a stick. It's like, okay, I know what you're doing. But if you say something else, give it like a scientific name, uh, Sasquatchalopitis, then it's like, <laughs> okay... This is like a, he's telling me about a creature that existed and he thinks that it, it could still exist and it just hasn't well, died off. I'm, I'm using the vernacular that's acceptable at this point, right? So you either have two options. You either have Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Neither of them are scientific names because Bigfoot is not scientifically, uh, what do they call it? Uh, verifiable. Not verifiable. Proven. Uh, Sasquatch is not on the... Uh, Scientific scale of reality. No, it's the naming system. I forget oh. what it's called, but you understand yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah, they have to have that naming. System. System. <laughs> yeah, right. something like that. So it doesn't have a, cla a scientific class uh, so, classified name at this point. Why would Bigfoot stand up on two legs? Um, I think it's a result of adaptations, right? So apes uh, have been known just in general, and I say apes, but the apes that are among us at this point um that we uh, that we have are um what called like temporarily bipedal they can get on their their hind legs right but not for very long and when they do they look really funny they look right. like penguins they kind of wobble walk. they're like they, yeah they wobble yeah. and yeah exactly they're not really good at it but you have to understand from if you're thinking of a by a possibility of a bipedal ape that goes further back into our history there was at least 10 different types of hominids that were bipedal living amongst each other at, at the right. time. And that's only, so that only that's works, why we, hmm? that only works if you accept um, that as actual historic research, right? Cause well, it, I suppose, I suppose so. Right. Where I'm just referencing our understanding of like the hominid tree as we know it. Yeah. Which again, like, yeah, but that's assuming that, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. I'd be like, yeah, you don't know that. You don't know that. You weren't there. You can't prove that. You right. can make assumptions based on the research that you see right now. But I mean, I could say the same thing that, oh, these actually, they actually walked on their hands. Prove it. I'm not going to. You're not going to. Well, I think a lot of that comes from looking at fossils. We can tell the articulation and joints. And for example, I mean, we can even tell from a jawbone the diet of animals. And well, if so that we were true, then we would know when someone dies, whether they were male and female, but we don't because there's a spectrum and it's just, you never know. Yeah. So I'm going to just call, uh, you're <laughs> no. not a biologist, clearly. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. No, but not okay. a biologist. Here's, I don't know. Here's the thing that with, with, uh, standing up on two feet, it's, it's not advantageous. Like it's not advantageous to humans. We're just too smart. It's the only problem, but you're saying these guys are dumb, but they're doing the dumbest they're thing not. possible. Okay. So when I say dumb, I don't mean that they're not a good at, at being uh, reserved because a lot of animals are. When I say dumb, I'm talking about intelligence. And intelligence is very much separate from um, instincts or you know survival tactics or being yeah. reserved. I mean, 
are you going to call a ch- ch- chickens know when to fly or go back in the coop when they see a hawk? It's not because they're smart. You know, it's not like they're rationalizing. Oh, well, this is probably not a good idea. They just see a hawk and then they you go so? and duck for it. Absolutely. I, I mean, disagree. okay. You think I, that chickens think contemplate their lives? and whatnot? No, I think they're as smart as a chicken. I think that's what, like their level of are? intelligence. No, chickens are to the level of a chicken's intelligence. So they can see a hawk and know it's going to kill me. But when you put a block on it, they're like, okay, something's going to happen. Surprise, my head's cut off. But I don't think that they're dumb. I don't. I think they're as smart as chickens can be, which is able to detect certain dangers. Because they also know snakes are bad. Yeah, but you can separate that from intelligence. A lot of that is instinctual. I mean, but we have instincts is it as instinctual humans that type are type of intelligence. No, it's not. It's separate, actually. How? Uh, well, for example, intelligence. Um, it has a lot to do with rationality, and most animals don't have a, a lack of rationality i'd say there's a there's a few uh, animals on the in the world today that can actually think rationally and have a self-awareness number one yeah. i think it's like dolphins ravens um ravens is a really weird one which i didn't expect obviously humans and then some apes ravens but, are freaking awesome yeah but they um, are i mean i've seen ravens pickpocket people being trained to do so uh very interesting but anyway i i digress so that the chickens aren't self-aware um chickens don't have rationality so that's why that? uh well i mean we certainly prove it with other species right so that we make them undergo different types of uh intellectual tests um, yeah but the like okay oh, we're, we're measuring it by human think, increment obviously yeah, so there's, there's something about proving, a flaw and i don't think we're proving self-awareness we're proving that they have some level of intelligence compared to ours Right. Okay, but self-awareness can be easily uh, figured out, especially when it comes to like a basic experiment, like putting a, a mirror in front of an animal. Right. So this is a very basic and very easy thing you can do. So we're so dogs self-aware, it, huh? Are dogs self-aware? Yes. And what are dogs supposed to do in front of a mirror? They're supposed to understand that it's it's them after you know a little bit of time, right? So you're supposed to be able to understand that what you're looking at is is you and not something else so in the beginning for example if you place a dog in front of a mirror it might think it's another dog right yeah um but after so many you know f- you know prancing around and trying to play with it it realizes yeah, it connects oh, the it's dogs. me yeah you're saying <laughs> that there's there's no way that that could be um i'm saying chickens don't have no i mean is uh what part of their history includes a mirror not 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 one part of no them. but another animal like them right what okay at what point were mirrors introduced to any part of their genetic breeding history <laughs> dude have you Zero. seen water water is not the same as a mirror reflection basically you can see your, have you heard of the echo or the echo in narcissus no i haven't okay so basically echo falls in love with this guy named narcissus right so narcissus uh goes in, he loves himself and he's looking at himself in the water because it's a mirror and you can see his reflection so he's watching himself and he falls deeply in love with himself echo his heart's broken because he doesn't love her he loves himself so i can't remember what goddess it was pushes him into the water drowns him and now he's what we call reflection and then she ran into the woods sobbing right and crying and because she was so sad she was she wasn't able to respond she could only respond with what she heard and that's why we get echoes when you talk into the emptiness. It's her responding because she's alone. But my point is, this was a story for way back in ancient times. Even they understood that about water is a mirror. 
It's a reflection. You can see yourself in it. But you're saying that no. There's a difference between reflection and light refraction. But I don't know. This is not really the show to discuss uh, <laughs> yeah, light we're refraction. Getting, getting we're off, talking about we're getting off topic. You asked me, this is a very good question. How would you explain someone who doesn't even understand the concept of what a Bigfoot is? Or, okay, to put it very simply, this is what I believe. And I can, I can just summarize it really quickly. So I think Bigfoot, or you want to call it Sasquatch, I don't really care. I think it exists. I think that it comes or is a descendant of a older relic hominid uh, within the homo tree, I guess is a, yeah. is a better way of saying it. So I think gay. that they, they immigrated here or immigrated. I think they, <laughs> they, probably, I mean, they, yeah, they immigrated, immigrated from Mexico right? <laughs> uh, legally. And that's why they're here. It's, they're just trying to steal all our resources. <laughs> they just want a job. They just want a job or mow my lawn. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just think that uh, with the migration of animals from Asia to America during the Ice Age uh, on the Asiatic land bridge or the, what they call the Bering Strait, I think there's good evidence to uh, signify that through anecdotal evidence, through physical evidence, that there is such a thing uh, of a low population of what they call Sasquatch, which are about apes that are roughly eight to 10 feet tall, bipedal, um, and are pretty freaking scary. Uh, so why for the most part let's let's go let's work under the assumption that that these things exist right sure go ahead because i don't think people go under that assumption most of the time i would say you're correct yeah um i want to go back to this later so i'm just going to mention it one that makes me assume that they're probably um vegetarians or vegan but two uh why aren't we doing putting any effort into conservation of these creatures because I'm assuming they're nearly extinct, right? I mean, there's been few spottings, few uh, sightings since what, 1958, I think was like one of the first recorded ones, unless you want to count Native American tales until now. So they either slowly dying off or they've died off within the last couple months. And No, I would say uh, I'd have to disagree with you. Uh, I don't think their numbers are increasing. If, if that's a better way of saying it, I think they've kind of maintained a very limited uh, population here. I think that it probably will start to dwindle here in the upcoming future, maybe 20, 30 years. But at this point, um, I think there's about two to 4,000. Why, in all of North America, and um, why do you think they've had a steady population? Because, like, so okay, well, you have to understand, right? So, where do these types of animals reside, and where what are their diets, and the where are they migrating to? Nope, and no. Um, so opportunistic, you thought they were vegan. I thought that was maybe a joke, possibly. I don't know if you're being serious or not, but um. I would say they have a very similar diet to a black bear. Uh, look at a black bear, for example, anywhere from 300 to 500 pounds easily. Yeah. Um, and they're able to survive and have a caloric, uh, like the caloric needs are met on a daily basis. Just in like the Midwest through the South, uh, obviously in the, you know, uh, California, Oregon, Idaho region, or probably not Idaho. There's no, Doesn't, Idaho, don't they prefer but, uh, to be called African-American? I'm just uneasy with the term you used. I don't know because the caloric needs of the forest, I don't think could to satisfy that. There's not a Popeye's chicken anywhere in Oregon. Well, in see, the forest, now you're just least. being mean. I'm talking about bears. You said African-Americans. Right. You called them black. 
A black bear, African American bear. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's. Jeez, your humor is so dry. My gosh. Okay. It's not. I'm not being hey, a joke. <laughs> yes, you are. A joke. You're making it a joke. I was. Oh, no, dude, serious. you are so crazy. No, there's no way you're being serious. If you, it, I don't know how you're still employed. Who, who employs you? I'm not gonna say that. Why? Why does this? I want you to employment? dox yourself. Why because was... I don't know if you were a worker and you would talk to me like this. I'm absolutely firing you. Or you're not my boss. How are you gonna fire me? I can't do hey, look. If you were a worker and you were talking about boss. Bigfoot, I would fire you. I'd be like, "Look, insane man, hey, pack up at your crap. Will, at will <laughs> employment. I can prove to you. This is very easy. However, all you're talking about is black African bears. I guess <laughs> you were. You called them the wrong thing. You're crazy, bro. I want it to be nice. Uh, okay, be all. nice. Get out of here. Okay. So what it comes down to is this. We'll, we'll get back to it. So. To sustain a genetic population, you need to have a very wide variety of eating, right? So we are talking about plants, berries, uh, shellfish, uh, possibly deers, but there's quite a, there's a huge deer population. So I would probably say not deer. Why would you say that? I'm just curious. I just, I, I can't imagine a Bigfoot trying to take a deer. Okay, One just... I heard from what I heard, Bigfoot are not only psychic, they smell really bad. And deer have a their psychic. Smell. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, okay. Ed and uh, Lorraine Warren. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Who? Ed and Lorraine Warren. No. Okay. They made. They're the guys at the movie The Conjuring's based out of. Um, that doll Annabelle. It's the two guys that the two the guy and the chick that go around exorcism, exercising spirits, making them work out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she wrote a book, or memoirs. I don't know what it was, but in her book. She was in the woods and Bigfoot communicated, communicated with her telepathically. Right. Oh, so wow. she we must know be Bigfoot. crazy. Holy crap. We know Bigfoot are psychic, but two, we can confirm smell. it. It's already confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. She said it, but two, okay. they, they smell really bad. And again, oh, where'd you, where, where do you pick up that evidence? Just curious. Oh, evidence and data. You know, I'm just all about the facts. Uh, look, right, I'm well, like Fox so, News. Cite your sources because if you knew anything, you know that only 10% of Bigfoot sightings report any smell at all. Bazing. Because they're far no, away. No, 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 no. This, you are not familiar with the current sighting data. So you're so, telling me this thing covered in fur doesn't smell, but every other no, animal no, no, no. does. However, no, no. Okay. So, oh, every animal does? Yeah, yeah. So when a deer gets close to you, they're reeking. No, it's not true. So you can smell deer. Let me, not when they're close, but you can smell deer. Yeah, maybe you sniff their anal glands, but I'm here to tell you something real quick. So in regards to this whole smelling thing, I absolutely agree that there are uh, like just sightings data that say, oh, man, it was like a terrible, raunchy smell. And those aren't to be discounted. However, I think really what the data shows is because that only happens about 10 percent of the time. It's probably very similar to any other animal. Maybe how they use no, it's no, no. Musk. A defense more of a defense uh fear oh. type stuff and i mean even have you ever no, scared dude. a dog have you ever scared a dog and then their butt smells terrible after that's no, very similar I, I scared a dog and it peed oh dude okay one time i was in mexico right and um so one of my aunts is going around petting like random street dogs i'm like that's cool i'm gonna sure. do that too so i'm going down the street i'm going to my grandpa's house there's no one on the street and i see this dog coming towards me i'm like this is the chance i get to i get to pet a random dog so i reach out the thing barks at me. I scream like an actual, I went, ah, <laughs> not even okay. kidding. And uh, yeah, that ruined my day. 
but no, I have I've seen dogs pee because they're scared, but not like poop. No, so I I've I scared my own dog. I just use my dog as an example. So I've I scared him really bad one time, and uh, <laughs> after that, his butt started to smell like fish. And I was like, "Why is this? Why do you smell like you, you your butt smells like fish?" So I looked it up, and my wife. She's actually a, a major in animal science. She graduated from Iowa State. And I asked her about this. She Wait, was like, yeah, okay. that's there. Hmm? Does she go along with you on your Bigfoot thing? No, I don't. She doesn't subscribe okay. to my beliefs. Well, no. You know, that's good for her to hold in her ground. But anyways, you were saying. Yeah, so. like, yeah, at least she doesn't like willy nilly just bend to whatever. But she, I will say that I will say that she's she's definitely supportive of, of my beliefs and stuff and has no issue with them. Right. But then yeah. again, it's like if Bigfoot, if, you're not if Bigfoot exists or if he doesn't exist, not a lot changes. If you think about it. Well, right? no, because if it exists, you can, they're going to force you to have national forests that are bigger. They're going to force you to drive less gas powered cars. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's how no. conservation works. No conservation. I mean, a lot of conservation is cutting trees down. Well, we should be burning trees, but that's another that's another thing. Anyways, so are you talking about species you- protection? Yeah. So I think that's certainly a good thought to have when it comes to finding any type of new species in uh, our geographic area. Well, that's a really good thing to think about. But as it stands now, um, going back to like my wife and whatever, I just sent you with that DNA study if you want to take a look at it. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I sent it through Zoom, though. Oh, okay. That's probably why I couldn't find it in my email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Sasquatch Project. It's a PDF. You think I'm going to read this? You've listened to me talk for like 30 minutes, and you think I'm the kind of person. Oh, there's pictures. I mean, that's pictures of some. I mean, that's like the forward kind of giving some. What does Bigfoot poop look like? Do they poop like little balls like goats? Dude, I, I have no idea. I've never seen a Bigfoot turd in my life. Does anyone? Um, I'm sure people have, and I've heard, uh, but I've never personally seen Bigfoot. Because that's what I'd be interested in. It's probably reasons. very similar to any other ape dump, which kind of just looks like what we do. <laughs> right, it's probably looks, just more it's, gigantic. It should stand out, right? That should stand huh? out. That should stand out, right? Like, uh, wait, yeah, hold up. There's ape poop. They're the only apes that are around here are the ones that escaped from the CDC. So other than that, there shouldn't be this Well, much I mean, it's, I think... If you take poo into anything, they're just gonna think you're stupid. Like if you take it to a uh... wait, wait, hold on. You think someone bringing in hair, saying I think this is Bigfoot's hair. That's that's less stupid than someone bringing in a bag of poop. Thing. Yes, dude. And I've heard stories about this. This is so hilarious. So there was this one guy. I forget his name, but um, he thought what he got was like a giant Bigfoot dump on the (laughs) middle of a trail. So he collected it in a bag. Like it was really careful. He had rubber gloves and stuff. He brought it to the uh, forestry office where the uh, whatever national park he was, he was at and he he left it there. (laughs) And then um, he's like, Hey, I need you to run samples on this. I think this is Bigfoot poo. Dude, they threw that crap in the garbage immediately. (laughs) Like, it's just like, this is what bothers me. No one's taking it seriously. Right. I understand. Like, that's what's a problem. I don't understand. Like you're, you're dumb because you're egging this on. Okay. If, if, if you work for, for the national park, and you think there is right. absolutely no thing as Bigfoot, then it is sure. your in your best interest no, to examine not. every single piece absolutely of absolutely not. That comes There's to, no yeah, self-interest for you to even like 
consider it. Here, now, I'll tell you like eight different reasons why it's they don't really care. Okay. Number one. Don't tell me eight. Tell me three. The okay, best three. three. Uh, number number one is financial cost to examine any Bigfoot poo. Uh, number two, they're going to think it's your poo because if it's anything remotely close to what we do, uh, they're not going to want to touch it. Number three, they're going to think you're crazy. So, okay. How about this? I, I Counter. Counter three facts. What evidence would you need to see to say there are no Bigfoot? I mean, I, honestly, I, I would just expect that a lot of the tracks that are cast, like just to be fake. Um, but the problem with that is, and, and there certainly, certainly are examples of fake tracks, right? Ones made with like the wooden carvings and right. whatever. Um, I would just expect the ratio to be a lot higher uh, as far as like faked hoax tracks or um, a lot, a lot of why? I guess, uh, why? Because I mean, if Bigfoot Stone exists and we cast all these tracks, I would expect them to be fake. I don't. Because here, okay, here's so the you thing. expect giant footprints that are with no, the, uh, not real. Outside of, okay. I'm saying that they're not. They haven't been debunked. Okay, here's the reason why. Um, let's say you were. <laughs> Let's say you work at one of those offices and you keep collecting crap from these weirdos. So you're like, look, okay, how am I getting them to stop? Okay, this is real. Yeah, dude, this is this came back as a Bigfoot. Um, or it came back as, came back as, as human-like, right? And you took a dump in they the They would bag. call it unidentified primate, but yeah. Yeah, but let's just say it came back as human-like. You took a dump in the okay. bag, mixed it up. Okay, yeah, it's basically like human dung. Um, right. It'd be... It, it you wouldn't just like someone doesn't go through every single piece of feces that comes through their office, they're not going to take their time and go through every single cast. Some people are going to go through some and go, yeah, this is fake. I'm going to sure. discount the rest because this one was fake. Right, so I would expect right. I some to be point. like, yeah, that was real. Well, well here's my the question: thing. Why, was, who is who is who is deeming these casts as real and fake? That that's the question I ask. Well, you, if it's if it's not if not it's me, guys. then it's that I, I'm not going to do a good job. For example, it, right. if I find a cast, I go ahead and whatever lay that plaster stuff in there, and I'm looking at it. I am no credible source to tell you whether it's real or not. I I don't really know a whole lot. And look, it should be even if you were like fake. This. Well, there are. That's the good news, right? So that forwards me into my my other argument. Is that was a joke. The people, no, no, there are fact checkers. That's but the I mean, good part. They're all full of they're all full of crap. You've seen like the stuff that they post, right? Most oh, you're talking about like CNN and all that. Yeah, I'm like I get the it. fact checkers. But hold on, go ahead, finish what you're saying. So the people that are looking at these footprints aren't people like me or you or like citizen scientists. They're not human. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, they're people that are in esteemed academia, uh, people who are familiar with primate locomotion, people that are familiar with dermal ridging on feet, feet people that are familiar in biomechanics, all these things um, that are kind of the standard when looking at any type of footprint, regardless if it's a human or an animal. So these are scientists uh, is what you're saying. Yeah. So Dr. Jeff, Jeffrey Meldrum is, uh, is one an actual doctor. Yeah. So he's a, the professor, or he's actually the department head of anthropology at Idaho state university. Okay. But he has a PhD and he's done. Stuff. Yeah. So he's done a substantial amount of field work, but where he really specializes and, uh, is kind of known for being an expert is bipedal locomotion or the yeah. evolution of bipedal locomotion. So, in so what, how does he history. come into the story? Uh, 
Well, he comes in the story. Uh, I think I don't I don't really understand how he got interested, but all I know is he's really kind of been one of the uh, points of contact when examining these casts to look for several different things. Number one is uh, distinguishing features of these types of footprints that um, make. I mean, them what they are. Number one is like a mid tarsal break. So a mid tarsal break is very simple. If you understand, like, Language. you know how our feet don't fold in half, but our hands do, we can fold our hands in half, like grab something, for example, we can, but that's not actually a human trick. Not like we a can, taco, but you mean like a hamburger. Yeah. Uh, like a hamburger, right? We can kind of fold it in half. Yeah. Uh, a lot of primates have this mid tarsal break and it's really, an adaptation that helps them grab, I don't know, whatever substrate they're on, uh, whether they're, you know, navigating through forests or mountains or, or rocks, whatever. Yeah. Like those rocks, shoes whatever. The finger gloves. It's different because those you can't fold your foot like, in half. No, not they're not exactly. close. But anyway, uh, Bigfoot casts have mid tarsal break, which is a very uh, primate type feature uh, in feet. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, or I think the other thing that they're looking for is, um, distribution of weight in footprints. Uh, I can't tell what those are, but when you're talking to people that all they do is understand this type of, um, you know, biomechanics and yeah, they're better at making uh, it up. So they're making up bull crap. No, I don't think so. So there, well, there's different, you can, they're easily tell, you can easily tell whether a cast is a, what's called a static cast, right? Just casted without any movement. For example, my footprint's going to be a lot different if I'm running compared to if I'm just walking or well, or just standing depends. still. Really, it's just the soil, how wet it is, right? Because if it's raining, you can definitely tell. But if it's dry as a rock, it's going to be a little bit harder. Well, then you really wouldn't be able to make a cast, right? You obviously, right. and you're right to say, absolutely, there are a lot of conditions in which you won't get good casts. Uh, and then I think the third thing is what they call dermal ridges. Think about fingerprints, um, except on your on your feet. We have these skin layers, um, these unique identifiers, these ridges on our feet, just kind of like our fingerprints. And uh, all apes have them. And we, we noticed that in these Bigfoot footprints, I would say a majority of them, at least, they have dermal ridges, which is so I don't I don't know how you would even fake that. But even if you did, um, we're having people like Jimmy Chilcutt, who was the guy, uh, or I shouldn't say the guy, he is a, a retired instructor on forensic, uh, what is it called? Forensic examination. And he taught at Quantico and he was like one of 10 people in the entire world that specialized in, um, taking footprints and fingerprints of apes in crime scenes. Like you gotta be committing crimes. That's that's the thing. I mean, it's obviously so rare, but there there are certainly a lot of instances in which uh, crimes can take place in which apes are involved. I mean, especially like in a train an ape to commit a crime. I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Um, I'm thinking more of smuggling, animal smuggling, and trafficking operations. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah yeah. Clearly, okay. Yeah, we got that now. Okay. Yeah, so Jimmy Chilcutt, he he was kind of like the point of contact here when examining the dermal ridges on some of these prints. And he came to the conclusion that these prints are authentic and that it comes from a living animal. He didn't say more than that. Not I a understand. dead one, but a living one. So Correct. wait, they can tell one. when an animal's alive or dead by their footprints? Absolutely. The circulatory system in your foot, all the blood vessels and veins that How affects the way that... How are they getting such that... perfect 
like readings. You have to understand. I'm, like Dude, a guy for, broke for into thousands? my house when I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> and they said, "Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it." There was fingerprints. They they were too smudged. His hands were dirty. It was basically stuff like that. Like, yeah, we just there's we can't identify them. No. Um, well, number one, there's there's two issues there. Uh, if his fingerprints aren't in a database, then there's no point. Um, oh no, you can... we know who it was. He's okay. been arrested before. Okay, so I have no idea why they didn't run him. They said database, no. So. They what they said was they were not incomplete. They were um, basically they were bad prints. Oh, okay. Well, that that makes sense. For like partial prints. I think the 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 issue here that is we're not trying to find a, a crime suspect to match up. We're really no, really but looking you're, for you're finding more because you can find out if it's dead or alive by their prints. We can even find out if it's this guy. Well, that that's only for identification reasons, right? If we were able to take the fingerprints of that guy who went in your house, we would be able to tell that he was alive, even if they were bad prints. Yeah. Okay. Well, you say bad. What What I'm thinking he was meaning, and I I can't obviously like speak dirty for that is guy. Kind of what, what he said. Either like incomplete for identification purposes, right? So if they're trying to find this person, yeah, that's an identification issue. It's not a matter of understanding different traits. Uh, oh, is this guy alive or not? So we can yeah. absolutely do that. Um, but yeah, he he Jimmy so Chilcutt. Why Why do these guys go out of their way to study this? Well, I think it's because it's a phenomenon that's existed for quite some time. I mean, Native American times, European colonial times, and then modern times. If people are saying they see something. And Is it possible that the people from Roanoke were kidnapped by Bigfoot and taken into caves deep in America? Help me understand Roanoke. But what are you referring oh, to? Oh, my gosh. Aren't you, weren't you born in this country? Come on, man. An immigrant's going to school you on your own history? Please, so anyways, please. Uh, back with the colonies, uh, there was one colony, or it was like early, early on, right? And they, it was called, I think it was called Roanoke. So they were like short on food, supplies, everything, right? So mm-hmm. so a lot of people got on a boat. They said, we're going to go back to England, to the motherland, get stuff, and we'll come back. They left. Again, these trips took forever, right? So they came back. Everything was gone. Like it, it wasn't an attack. It wasn't like... It was like a rapture. You've heard of the, the partisan thing of raptures, right? Where they, yeah, like the miraculous, the miraculous disappearance. Right. So I think it was it's that. similar to probably like missing 411, but just on a bigger scale, right? Right, because it was the entire colony. Yeah. No bones, no blood, no signs of struggles, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just like people just left. Right, And right, on the tree yeah. was one thing, and it said Roanoke. Interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it, but it sounds like something very interesting. I, I look into kind of looking at after hours for sure pretty cool but anyways you don't think that's like a thing oh i wasn't going there with that here's what i wanted to ask you okay okay so these guys are let's say like they're they're doing this uh for whatever reason right sure um right how do we know it's not easy to trick them well, I think well, because, well, for number we've, one, we've, like we've Jimmy never... Chilcutt, he is responsible for making people guilty or not guilty in courts. Yeah, the level of no, 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 the level of evidence that you need is oh. is dependent on your um on the reputation, judge. right? No, 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 on the reputation. Because if you get a case wrong, no. if you get a case wrong Nothing and your verdict, you. no, dude, dude, dude. I know so many people, especially in forensics who get their entire reputation ruined because they did one bad thing. Oh, 
their reputation's ruined, and someone had to spend 50 years in jail. Yeah, I, I can see that's pretty bad. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, high stakes game, bro. Um, it, I was so, being sarcastic. It's not. That's like, oh, you what? hit me now. Okay. Oh, well, unfortunately for them, they don't ever get uh, back seen as an expert witness anymore. In the of course courts. not. But look, yeah, here's the and thing. they shouldn't. But we still, but we let the judge do it. The judge can mess up all they want. They can, they can keep people. Yeah, but a judge is not a forensic investigator. True. The judge rules like, oh, here, here's some evidence. Is the evidence compelling enough to uh, convict somebody? I mean, right. it's a lot different on, on the logic aspect. It's okay. like, but here's, here's, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The thing is, the forensic expert is trying to prove that the fingerprint is there. He's trying to prove, or he's not even trying to prove. He is trying to determine the authenticity of the cast and the the print that's on the cast, right? right. That's like his only job. Saying, is this a cast? Yes. Did Did you make it? No. Yeah. He's trying to determine the ridges on the cast, right? If they are authentic or not authentic, or not ridges at all, right? Those are those are really what he's trying to do. He this guy is not a big footer, first of all. Like Jimmy Chilka, he's not. He doesn't have any. Uh, third party interests in Bigfoot. That's not what he does. Yeah. Um, he was approached by people in the community to take a look at these casts. Because it sounds um, have you heard of the people that say the Holocaust didn't happen? Yes, absolutely. I think they're called uh Holocaust deniers. No, oh well that's one way. I think they're called the um history revisionists or revision history. Something like I that. That was the but, Democrats. I have no idea. But anyway, continue. Okay. So the thing when they when they bring up like this idea, what they do is they say, well, this guy, he's a scientist, he's a chemical engineer or whatever, mm-hmm. and he knows how they make gas chambers. And look, right. he went there, these aren't gas chambers. He actually took from the walls and sent it to a lab. They said it wasn't gas chambers. Like they're lying to us. Right. Right. But my thing okay. is, yeah, but I- you could also trick the people that are doing the studies. For sure. I think there's absolutely, they, I mean, that it doesn't if happen. I was the guy, right? I would think mm-hmm. you're being genuine with me. Right. So I'm not going to be trying saying like, okay, look, man, this is BS. This is, you, you made sure. this. Sure. There's no such animal that does this. I'm going to say, okay, let's pretend you're being honest. Uh, yeah. If this was an animal, this is what it would look like. This is how much it would weigh. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm, I'm doing it. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> right. So that, that's, that's all I'm saying is. Um, they're being nice. I forgot where I was going with this. I was, I had a point. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good either, point. I win. We're just okay. not an argument. <laughs> I made a good point. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, th- I, I really think it's the job of the scientist to be nice to you. However, it is the job of the scientist to determine the outcome or their, or, or just their opinion. Right. I mean, because right. at the end of the day, I think it's, it's fair to say that science is very opinionated. And yeah. I will, I, you see evidences of that. And even within this, right. You, yeah. there's clearly like, I will say for this, for example, Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum is a scientist. He is very credible. However, he's invested uh, in, and very interested in the Bigfoot phenomenon. These other scientists that are looking at the fi- uh, footprints, fingerprints, they're not right. They, they yeah. don't do this in their st- spare time. They don't do anything. Else. So I think you can, you can have both on, uh, you know, on both sides of the spectrum, but yeah. Like his, um, his, I would say is a little bit more like, uh, yeah, like I, I, I think that's I, fair. I, right. I would, I think that's fair. So Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum, you could easily call out some type of bias and always I, calling you out, dude, Dr. Jeffrey, 
<laughs> no, well, know. I think he 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 has he lays out good reasons, but you can always kind of use that like trump card per se and say, well, you're just biased because you're in the Bigfoot community. And I yeah. think there is some validity to that. Uh, these okay. other guys, however, like Dr. Uh, John Bindernagel, uh, Dr. Farron, uh, what is it? Warren Farrenbach, uh, uh, Jimmy Chilcutt, uh, primatologist, cool you know, all these. Okay. Yeah, just either way. I think there's just a lot less to be skeptical about. Okay. Um, I so, am running short on time, though. So we got to yeah. wrap this up. I, I do want to say we've learned that big feet don't eat humans. Big feet is plural, right? Yeah. Don't eat humans. We could say Sasquatch. That helps. Uh, yeah, I'm not using that word. Um, I think that's a racial slur for Bigfoot. Uh, two, they're probably most likely vegan. One, I just want to know how no, do they keep their not. numbers consistent and not – how do they not go in decline and how do they not overpopulate the area, right? Because the reason we have hunting is to prevent overpopulation. Correct. There's no yeah. predators. Bigfoot doesn't have predators. How do they do it? Bigfoot doesn't have predators. However, we, from whatever evidence that there is, and in in regards to population, a lot of that's going to be um, based on anecdotal evidence, and then also just like a statistical analysis. So, yeah, we have to understand that because we don't see the the pot, the chances of you seeing a Bigfoot, right, or me seeing a Bigfoot, are slim. very very slim. Very I don't slim. even go to the forest that often. Yeah, and we have to use that same type of thought in the same regards as how we come across black bears. Now there's a lot of people that see black bears, but then there's a lot of people that don't see black bears, right? Black bears have very high populations and yet the chances of you seeing a black bear is still very slim. Um, in regards to how do they keep their populations consistent? They most likely like other apes have family units, um, probably not very big because of of the reported sightings that include more than one Bigfoot. It's usually one or two or three and no more than that really um yeah. statistical anomalies at least uh in regards to more than that um and so, then how do they keep from uh becoming extinct i think number one is just adaptability right they're an ape so they definitely have better adaptability skills um from a, a survival standpoint like apes yeah. are very adaptable i mean the reasons we don't have a lot of our, our ancestors or whatever you want on the hominid tree back in the day so we killed them it's not because they didn't uh adapt i guess um it's because we killed them and hunted yeah, them. we're pretty good at that yeah, yeah we're, we're the best at it basically have you heard the story of the guy that got kidnapped by sasquatch by a bigfoot and his uh, wife yes uh and had sex name? with the wife and then he left Oh no, I don't know that one. I think there is definitely one. I think his name is like Otto something. Otto, Dr. Otto Octavius. Um, what do before you head out, what do yeah. Bigfoot eat? Uh anything really that a black bear eats. It's very so, simple. Okay, so yeah, just base uh omnivores then. Not opportunistic not just... omnivores, yes. Yeah. Fish, probably. Um, I would say like, okay, just like I said, from anecdotal evidence, which just means what people have seen and reported um, a lot of like their meat that they eat is uh, shellfish, like okay. the mussels and clams and crap. Yeah. Um, occasionally deer that have been reported. Um, like crawfish. Um, crawfish. I will say crawfish I will boil. Say, yeah. I will say this. We don't spend a lot. Most of us don't spend a lot of times in the forest. Right. Right. So no matter what the animal it is, if it's elusive, chances are you can spend most of your life and not see it ever. Right. It's yep. like those uh the shinies from uh Pokemon, right? You have to kind of be at the right place at the right time yep. to see it. Um I so I I, I do want to say right closing in closing um 
you would say this is out of all the cryptids, this is the most likely to exist, right? I would say so. There's definitely the most amount of evidence for this cryptid out of all the other ones. What would you say is number two and three? Ah, it's hard. Um, Geez, or or is this the only one? No, I don't know if it's the only one, but this is definitely hard. Oh, uh, cryptids, black cats in North America. That's a huge. Actually, I would say there's more evidence for black cats in America, which is considered a cryptid because. By the way, you mean panthers, right? We call them black cats, but yeah, panthers, because yeah. Um, it, they say there there's no way panthers are in America, but we catch them all the time. If you ask a forest officer about panthers, they absolutely deny it and say you're crazy. And here's what's funny um, about they that exist. One. Yeah, here's the funny about thing of that one. In Mexico, they you know they have panthers like those. Yes, I've heard of it. They're, yeah. they're there, and they're one of their battle cries is the panther sound. So the idea that it could migrate to the U.S. Maybe it came in a caravan. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's, uh, dude, it's very possible a coyote smuggled the Black Panther dude. with a bunch of other people and then just let it go. <laughs> or if you're a narco and you have a house in the U.S. and you want yeah. freaking Black Panther in your house, I mean, you have the money to get it, right? And then it just right. escapes. And you're like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm not. Right. And yeah. then I think the third one um, are Thunderbirds. Um, I don't know I don't if know you've heard of what is, Thunder. Right. It's 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 a really the, rare thing, but they're gigantic birds. Basically, um, they're like not as big as like smaller, but they're still freaking huge. <laughs> oh, oh, like Mothman? No, Mothman is its own entity, and okay. uh, so Mothman is associated birds. with yeah, gigantic birds. So they call them Thunderbirds, but yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts or words before you go? This was kind of a chaotic episode. It's normally super organized. Uh, I forgot we were recording today. <laughs> I talked to oh our friend, our mutual friend. And I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure I told him that I don't know my schedule. So long story short, I had a concussion not too long ago. And I'm still having problems with short-term memory. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's normally like really organized. I have like this sheet that I send out where we go like through the steps. But do you have any closing thoughts before we go? Um, I would just say thank you again for having me on. I know that I absolutely was kind of duking out with you. I I guess what I was expecting was a little bit different, which I understand. You definitely want to have some comedic value to the podcast, make it fun for your listeners. However, one thing that I will say is important is if you, okay, first of all, Bigfoot, you can live without it and you can live with it. It's not going to change your, your whole worldview. However, if you decide to think that Bigfoot is uh, possible, then you have to address it as such and not just like an idea. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a nice day and send us an email at what's wrong with Nick at gmail.com. Thanks. End of transmission. Good night.